I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together we are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And always, always, always to your smart speaker, the play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from our new game show called Freddie and Harry Spin the Wheel. And it's not going to be a good thing maybe for your playoff team when it comes to that spin the wheel. We're going to do that in about 10 minutes. And speaking of teams that will be in the playoffs and not feeling pretty good, that brings us to the Philadelphia Eagles. Third loss in a row, losing to the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks 90-plus yards away from the game-winning touchdown with a backup quarterback. And that's exactly what they were able to do. Afterwards, everybody was talking about what was Jalen Hurts to the Eagles as a quarterback talking about when he said... We didn't execute. Um, I don't think we were, we're, uh, we're uh, committed enough. You know, just, you know, just, just got to turn it around. You know, um, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. And just continue to see it through. What do you mean by that, about being committed enough? Commitment. I don't know nothing that I had a dictionary on me now. Um... Excuse me. I don't know um, how else to say that. I guess how are you seeing that presents up? Just, you know, it's a matter of being on the same page. Um, it takes everyone being all in um, in all aspects. And, you know, it, it starts with me. Here's something that was brought to me, and one of our favorites is Joyce. Does a great job all the time on Twitter. She listens to us faithfully. By the way, big fan of yours, Chad Brown. She says, anytime you're feeling for Harry, you just know your stuff. You're a radio goal. So, Joyce, big thanks to you as an SOS sister to the show. She talked about how the Chiefs miss Eric Bieniemy, putting folks in check. Who's the guy that's going to put the Eagles in check? Is it going to be Jalen Hurst, the quarterback? Does it have to be Nick Sirianni? But the Eagles know what the Chiefs kind of are going through in a different kind of way. The Chiefs wide receivers, this was never, ever an issue when Eric Bieniemy was the bad cop in the room. And he said guys were going to be in line. And he treated everybody the same way. It didn't care if it was Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. If you bleeped up, you got cursed to bleep up. <laughs> the bleep out by Eric Bieniemy. Who has to be that Eric Bieniemy for the Philadelphia Eagles? And if it has to be Jalen Hurts, then that was step one to say, what in the name of God are you guys doing to think that we're great enough when we still do not have a championship ring around our fingers and now we get a three-game losing streak that we got to take in our final three games of the season and still tie the Dallas Cowboys for first place in the NFC East? It's difficult when you're the quarterback to be that guy, particularly when you're a quarterback who's tied for the league lead in turnovers. So as soon as Jalen Hurts issues his Eric Bieniemy like comment and then turns around, 
you know, somebody's going to say behind his back, well, maybe you should stop turning the ball over, dog. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. it, 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 mm-hmm. it chips away at the message when when your side of the street isn't necessarily clean, when you are contributing to the issues that are currently plaguing this football team. Now, you know, has as, there ever been a perfect leader? No. Mm-hmm. And there's been guys who have led football teams that I've been on who certainly made mistakes on the football field. But when you are at the tops of the league at a category that you don't want your quarterback to everyone ever be near the top mm-hmm. of the league and it's something that's important to wins and losses and turnovers i'm not sure if jalen hurts can can be that guy and as a former teammate of eric Bieniemy's, that kind of personality that kind of guy whether he's a teammate in the locker room whether he's a coach on the coaching staff those guys are critical to team success and whether maybe the more underrated aspects when you are trying to build a football team mm-hmm. is who is going to be the deliverer of unvarnished truth in messaging and uh, I've done these coaching internships and I I have been a part of coaches meetings when they are discussing who can we kind of nourish and prop up to be Mm -hmm. that role on our football team because that's what's lacking in our locker room right now so that kind of thing is discussed by the coaches it is encouraged by the coaches it is propped up by the coaches Mm -hmm. because every team needs that every successful team i should say needs that guy in that locker room it's funny you mention that because one of my friends is dave mcgarrity he coached at marist college also coached army women's basketball went to a couple ncaa tournaments and His team was struggling one year. And I said, you know, you got talent on this basketball team. What's going on? He says, I don't have too many mm -mm guys. And I'm not going to use the word that he used because I like keeping my job here on ESPN Radio. He said, you always need that mm -mm guy to let the other team know that, hey, if something's jumping off, we're not having it. But you also need that mm -mm guy in the locker room that if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to do, if he runs his mouth, everybody's going to say he's right and we're wrong. We better follow his lead or they're going to continue to be problems. Not saying the Eagles don't have that in their locker room. But for, in my opinion, your coach can't be that mm-mm guy. Nope. He's got to be the one telling you, you're my mm-mm guy. Get these guys right. Handle this. And that's going to be the end of it because he knows he has that trust in that guy that he can do it. It could be an assistant coach. It doesn't have to be a quarterback. It could be a defensive lineman. Whoever. But I wonder who that mm-mm guy has got to be because if you're – to be believed, and I believe you, Chad, that you can't have your quarterback, especially the way he's played this year when it comes to Jalen Hurts, then who has to be that guy that when he shows up and runs his mouth, everybody doesn't roll their eyes. They roll their eyes and say, hmm, we better get our you-know-what in gear because that guy's tired of it, and I do not want to be in his bad side anymore. I played with Greg Lloyd, 10th degree Taekwondo black belt. Um <laughs> I wasn't. There's just a tenth afraid. degree. There's a tenth degree of black belts, and it just wasn't me who was afraid. It just wasn't Levon Kirkland. It was Rod Woodson. It was mm-hmm. it was Kevin Green. Mm-hmm. Heck, it was Bill Cower who was afraid of Greg Lloyd. Really? So when you have that kind of personality, wow. everyone gets in line. Everyone, you know, <laughs> pays attention. Everyone's focused. Everyone is dialed in. And that makes your football team a better football team. A more, and in the end, all that player is really trying to do is mm. bring out the highest level of accountability Absolutely. within everybody. Absolutely. And that's, that's that guy's role. He may not say it in such corporate professional terms, but that's <laughs> what he's trying to do. Put it this way. If someone is that adept that they can literally wipe out your whole neighborhood, 
Probably a good idea to be afraid of him when it comes to Greg Lloyd. Not saying you shouldn't be afraid of like third degree black belts that's seven degrees lower. But when you start getting, I've never heard of somebody being double digits when it comes to martial arts. When you're double digit martial arts, at that point, you're a superhero or you're making action movies. You're not just run of the mill pass rushers in the National Football right. League when it comes to Greg Lloyd. Yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah that, that, that man meant business. He was serious, and his word was law on that football team. Uh, you know, and he was like a like a like a big angry dog. He didn't have to bark all the time, mm-hmm. but when he did, mm-hmm. you knew he was serious, and it was time to get your you know what together quickly. <laughs> Chad Brown here for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Cole. We're not afraid of anybody unless you're a tenth degree black belt. Here on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio. You can save in your bundle, your motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. So if you want to do that, you better. Visit Progressive.com. So we're going to do a little spin the wheel when it comes to NFC playoff contenders and what their Achilles heel is that could keep them from having any kind of playoff run. So we don't know where the wheel is going to land. That's the beauty of it. But wherever the wheel lands, Chad's going to go first and I'll go second, and we'll let you know exactly what that Achilles heel is when it comes to end-off playoff contenders in the NFC. As it stands right now, 49ers have the top seed, Cowboys are the second seed, Lions the third seed, Buccaneers the fourth seed, Eagles the fifth seed, Vikings the sixth seed, Rams the seventh seed, Seahawks, Saints, Falcons, Packers on the outside looking in. Let's spin that wheel. The New Orleans Saints. Chad, what is their Achilles heel? Oh, man. New Orleans Saints. I just don't believe they're a very good football team. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's just, it's just one thing. Because an Achilles heel, would, 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 the, the, the term comes from, you know, here's a giant. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's the Death Star in Star Wars. Here's this <laughs> massive, powerful entity that's got this one little, tiny little chink in the armor. Mm-hmm. I don't see the New Orleans Saints as this massive, po- powerful entity right. with just one little chink in the armor. Uh, I mean, there, there's a number of things we can run down. And part of this, is there a quarterback who has accomplished less but mm. thinks higher of himself than Derek Carr? Mm. Is there? Mm. I, used to, I used to disagree with that. This year I can't. I really, really? can't with him. I used to just, I just thought he was a victim of circumstance with the Raiders. I thought he got too much blame when things did not go right and didn't get enough credit when things were going right for the Raiders. I've completely flipped that based on some of the antics I've seen from him this year. So I'm with you on that one. Okay. Their, yeah, their Achilles heel to me is their coaching. Just about not trusting the Saints, I don't trust Dennis Allen as a head coach. I think certain guys are built to be great lieutenants and not chiefs. I think Dennis Allen was a wonderful lieutenant as a defense coordinator or a defensive position coach. But he washed out the Denver Broncos with the kind of talent that the Saints have. And you got the Rams, Buccaneers, and Falcons on the rest of your schedule. You should be a lot better than 7-7. Seven and seven. You should be a lot closer to those 10-win teams we talked about involving the Cowboys, the Lions, the Eagles, and the 49ers and not barely above the Falcons and barely above the Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Oh, good luck trying to tell me their Achilles heel. <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, the inexperience of, of Jordan Love. Um, Jordan Love is a guy who can 
wow you with some athleticism, with some good plays, but the lack of consistency from the quarterback position, yeah, I, I think the Packers are a year or two away. Jordan Love needs this season under his belt to mm-hmm. make a lot of those mistakes. I think he'll check a lot of those mistakes from this year off the list, and he won't do them next year yeah. or two years from now. But yeah. right now, he's literally going through this and learning piece by piece, game by game, and that's no way to lead a deep playoff run. To me, it's their defense, and the reason is they have so much talent over there. Why are they playing so vanilla? Joe well, Barry. You, well, I don't want to just put it on the coach and make it back-to-back, but okay, I will. It is Joe Barry, the defense coordinator. When you got guys like Rashawn Garrett, you got some playmakers. You got some dudes over there. How do you allow Tampa Bay to treat your defense like it was 7-on-7 seven seven on a Thursday practice in the National Football League? Baker Mayfield hasn't looked that good ever since he was at Oklahoma. And he had a perfect passer rating. The first time a quarterback's ever done that at Lambeau Field. Baker Mayfield. Not Troy Aikman. Not Steve Young. Not Joe Montana. Baker Mayfield. They have too much great personnel and terrific personnel to look like that. What we've seen with the Green Bay Packers. And oh, by the way, they let Tommy Cutlets, an undrafted free agent, go down the field the Monday before and get the game-winning score for the New York Giants. The Packers and their defensive coordinator, they should be ashamed of themselves the last couple of weeks. The Detroit Lions. What's their Achilles heel, Chad? Mm. This is a tricky one. It is. I'm not sure if I'm finding a, again, an Achilles heel there. Obviously, the loss to the Packers and the Bears, both those losses stunk. But then they got right against the Broncos, put up 42 points, played a great damn uh, game on defense as well. Um, I'm not sure if, if they if they have one. This may not okay. be their year, but they've got a quarterback who's definitely uh, maybe not you know in that elite category, but can yeah. win a lot of football games for you. They got speed and talent at the running back position. They got the best young tight end in football. They got an offensive line who can maul you uh, defensively. Aaron Glenn tends to get that unit going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess if I have to put one out there, uh, can their defense go out? and get a critical stop in a critical moment against a good football team, I'm not sure if the defense is up to that kind of standard yet. Yeah, I'm going to stay there when it comes to the Achilles heel on the defensive side of the football. I think the Achilles heel right now is that they're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. I know they're able to kind of fix that versus Denver, but before then, quarterbacks, they, were, they had the lawn chair, they had the Mai Tai, they had their iPad open, what, what was on TMZ, TMZ.com. That's the kind of protection that quarterbacks had because they were not able to get that sustained pass rush that we saw early on from Aiden Hutchinson and John Kaminsky, who's underrated as a right defensive end. I think he's a defensive end that does not get enough credit in the National Football League. Alex Anzalone is a really good middle linebacker. But anytime they need to get that key pass rush or any kind of pass rush, that's been lacking until that Denver Broncos game. We'll see if that could be the jumping off point for the Detroit Lions and make that no longer an Achilles heel. Doing a little NFL playoff teams, Achilles heel, NFC style with Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We spin that wheel once again. The Los Angeles Rams. Okay. What's their Achilles heel, Chad? Uh... Gosh, Achilles heel for the Los Angeles Rams. Winners of four of their last five. Uh-huh. Only loss was a close loss to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. In overtime, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so this is a team, like, like we talked about earlier, is it's getting things going in the right direction. Ah, the Rams' issues is what? Hmm. Um, hmm. 
I don't know if I, again, this is Achilles Heels exercise a little bit more difficult than I, than I thought it would be because I'm trying to find that one key weakness that if I were a coach on the other sideline that I would be trying to exploit. Okay. The, the Rams got uh, Matt Stafford who can play, who, who can, you know, deal, do, do anything that Sean McVay asked him to. Sean McVay can certainly call it a great football game. Um, Maybe just the ability to play clean okay. game in and game out. You know, mm-hmm. Kyron Williams, two fumbles last week. So some of the turnover issues, maybe just a, a, a lack of ball security overall. I'm literally searching here for something. What you got, <laughs> Harry? I mean, Freddie. I'll tell you what the biggest Achilles heel right now is, is health. Because we've seen the Rams not stay healthy. And if that health stays the way it is, that's going to be a team that's going to be hell on wheels. Not if, but when they get into the playoffs. To me, that's their biggest Achilles heel. Because Puka Nakua is playing through injury. Give him a lot of credit for that. Cooper Cup just came back from an injury. They've had offensive line issues with injuries. They've had defensive line issues with injuries and the defense as well. If they can stay healthy, look out for that team being a pain in the you-know-what in the playoffs. I think that's the biggest Achilles heel for the Rams is their health and can they maintain it. The Dallas Cowboys. All right, Chad. All right, up front. This mm-hmm. has got to be up front defensively for me in the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. and their ability just to deal with a playoff caliber rushing attack. And who knows where the road is going to take the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. But if you got to play an outdoor game uh, somewhere and it's a weather game and the teams are forced to run the football against you. Can that defensive line, can that front seven withstand that kind of onslaught all game long? Yeah. At this point, I'm not very comfortable with that. I know I got mm. a lot of faith in Dan Quinn as a coordinator, mm-hmm. but the players up front, they're not exactly built to be that way. They're built to be more of a pass rush team than a run stuffing team. Right. So that'd be my concern. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. No need to have that kind of overkill. What's next on the wheel? The Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Good luck. Where do you start with their Achilles heels? Oh, man. <laughs> Quarterback. It, 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 I'll, I'll just begin and end it mm-hmm. right there. The lack of cohesive quarterback play week in and week out. Looking back to uh, Tyler Henneke again, there's no consistency there. There's no production at that position. Yeah. I don't think anyone on this team has any faith in the quarterbacks. It's somehow going to lead them to some victory. So mm-hmm. quarterback, yeah. hands down. Yeah. To trampoline off of that, if you don't go get a quarterback in the offseason, Atlanta Falcons, what are you doing? There's a guy out there that is worth it, that fits exactly what you do. He plays in Chicago. His name is Justin Fields. We know they're going to move on from him. They're going to start everything over and either draft Caleb Williams out of USC or Drake May out of North Carolina. You don't have to maybe overpay, overpay, but a guy like Justin Fields, when you got Drake London, Elijah Pitts, those two running backs and B. John Robinson, Justin Algier, an offensive line is not bad. All he needs is a quarterback not throwing the ball to the other team. I'm with you. It is that position, period, in the story for the Dirty Birds. The Philadelphia Eagles. What is their Achilles heel? The, the, turn the football over. 
in a, in the playoffs, those things are, are are huge. You've been able to, where you were able to get to a ten and one record despite the turnover from Jalen Hurts. Yep. Now those issues the last three games have become game losing issues, and they will be season ending issues in the playoffs. Uh, this, these are good teams you are going to face. Teams that are going to be able to exploit that. If your quarterback fumbles it or has an interception, they're going to be able to take that turnover and turn it into points. Mm-hmm. And for an Eagles team, even during their win streaks. We're winning by very close margins. In a playoff game, those points from turnovers are going to be the difference, and that will end the Eagles' season if they don't find a way to clean that up. Yeah. My biggest Achilles heel for the Philadelphia Eagles right now is the passing game led by Jalen Hurts because I've seen way too many times he's missing receivers or missing throws deep. It could be the design, whatever that is, but last year as an accurate deep ball thrower, he was among the best in the National Football League, not named Patrick Mahomes, and at times he was better than him. This year, I've seen way too many throws go begging or winding up into the arms of other people. To me right now, their ability to be a consistent passing team with Jalen Hurts, that has been the biggest Achilles heel when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. One last one. The San Francisco 49ers. Is there an Achilles heel with this team? <laughs> I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Uh, I guess the, the Achilles heel will be who's a better MVP candidate, Brock Purdy or Christian <laughs> McCaffrey, and will both of them being MVP candidates split the vote so therefore neither one of them win it? That's probably the biggest thing facing this team right now. Mm-hmm. They've got quality offensive line play. They've got a great tight end. They've got talent and skill at the wide receiver position, guys who are willing to get dirty and nasty and block. Yeah. they got maybe the most useful multipurpose weapon in the NFL with Christian McCaffrey. they got a quarterback who can do it all. they got a head coach who knows how to exploit each of those guys I listed, and, oh yeah, they play a really good brand of defense too. They got two of the best young defensive players in the league in Fred Warner and Bosa. So yeah, I'm not finding an Achilles heel on this team. Mm-hmm. They are the best team in the NFL right now. Maybe the biggest Achilles heel is the pressure. It's been kind of tough sledding at times when I'm getting over that hump. Two years ago, 10-point lead in the NFC Championship game. The Rams came back and won. Last year, they got not one but two quarterbacks knocked out of that game when it comes to their quarterback, Purdy, Brock Purdy, and also Johnson, who came off the bench, both got knocked out, and they had to have, Ed Mc, they had to have Christian McCaffrey play like a wishbone quarterback situation like he plays an Army, Air Force, and Navy. That may be the biggest Achilles heel of the 49ers, getting over that hump that they have not been able to do for more than a minute, especially in the last couple of years in the NFC Championship game. So we're going to do the AFC version of this in 45 minutes. We'll spin that wheel, playoff teams in the AFC, and the Achilles heel that could keep them from either having a deep run or any kind of run in the playoffs. We'll do that in about 45 minutes. You're on Freddie and Harry. My man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We'll also talk to a man who played in the NFL like Chad Brown and how he fixed two things. One, the Eagles' attitude. And two, the wide receiver issues in Kansas City. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Here's Chad Brown joining me, Freddie Coleman. Chad in for Harry Douglas today on Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We always love our Wednesday conversations around this time each and every Wednesday with our man Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL. And I'll make it every Tuesday. I'm already a day ahead already. Making it every Tuesday. And he joins us in studio. Does a great job at ESPN NFL. And also a great follow on Twitter at Hawk. I'm going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Because last night they lose their third straight game. After losing to the Cowboys and the 49ers, they let that one get away against Seattle. That led Jalen Hurts, the Eagles quarterback, to say, We didn't execute. Um, I don't think we were, we're, uh, we're uh, committed enough. You know, you know just, just got to turn it around. You know, um, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace and just continue to see it through. All right, so when you heard that and uh, you said, okay, if I could fix that, how would you fix that? Fix what? Because I'm trying to figure out exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, what do you think he was talking about then? What, is I, your, what does your gut say? You know, I, to be honest, I'm never sure. I don't know if he's like just giving random inspirational quotes or if he's specifically talking about some something, some part of the team. You know, I I just, a part of me just feels like, he just knows what to say in a moment, okay. and he's just giving you generalized. Hey, it becomes it's commitment. You know, we got to dig. We got to dig deep. This is a part of the season where you got to make a decision. You know, so I don't know if there's something specific now. Okay. Was he you, getting in touch with in a TD Jakes? That's what you're telling me I right now. I think he's just a preacher, honestly. I, you know, <laughs> there's people like that. Like he's just a motivational, wordsy person. Okay. But that being said, how I would fix the Eagles? Well. The number one thing I would do is I would figure out offensively how you play call with purpose. Because as I watch their offense, that's the portion of me, you know, yes, they have the defensive issues. We understand and know that. But offensively, they should be better, Um, especially at this juncture in the season, especially with the talent that they have. Okay, And that's from the very beginning, even when they're at their best it still doesn't feel like there's a, as much continuity as there should be offensively. And, and I think a lot of that comes from it's, it feels like they're trying to execute plays right. as opposed to executing a game plan. Okay. And that's where I think that there has been this kind of just tug and pull of like, you know, oh, what do we do? For example, versus the 49ers, everyone said run the ball more. There were fans outside the facility mm-hmm. holding signs. And I said, please don't overcorrect 
Because if you can drum up more runs or more passes based on what public perception is, that tells me you're not executing your strategy. And right, wrong, or indifferent, the most successful offenses are doing their thing and what the moment is called for. So they ran the ball more against the Seahawks, but there was no continuity. There was no game plan. It was them executing and trying to execute plays versus having a full-on strategy offensively or identity. All right, Hawk, you you talked about uh, Jalen Hurts' comments. Now, I I think part of identifying the problem is identifying the problem. And if you are Mm -hmm. throwing out words up at a press conference, which clearly don't really connect to anything other than some nebulous thought about the football team now committing here this late in the season – how do they get out of this three-game skit? What needs to happen? What needs to change to get this Eagles team going the right direction? Like I said, I think play calling with purpose offensively, and I would say defensively too. Like you know, I, it's like player-only meetings to me. Okay, and, and I say that in the sense of if you're looking for answers in week 16, 15, 17 of the season. The answers ain't there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to the dance with what you what you got. When you're changing defensive coordinators under the radar before a primetime game, like, that's that's more alarming than what your defense is doing. And, it, right. and it's, it's jolting to the team. It's a message that says we don't know what to do. Quarterback saying we need to be more committed. You're a 10-4 football team. You have, you've had a bad stretch. Absolutely, you have to figure things out. But even in the games that you were winning, we've talked about it. You're coming back from down double-digit points. You are on, you know, the football gods are smiling on you in moments where we're like, hey, is this sustainable? So when you're on the other side of that to overreact, it sends more of a message that we don't really believe that we should be in these conversations that people are putting us in. Yeah, it's it's Mac to being a panic team, and you're right. A ten win team should not be having panic moves or making panic moves at this point of the season. Andrew Hawkins, great follow on Twitter at Hawk ESPN NFL analyst, joining Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Which loss was worse? How the Eagles lost to the Seahawks on Monday night, or how the Cowboys lost to the Bills on Sunday? And why? Cowboys, easy. It Cowboys, is easy. yeah, they had such a stretch, and you know, I mean, we're talking Super Bowl. We're talking about are they the best team? You know, in the NFC, can they contend with the 49ers? We're talking, is Dak Prescott the MVP, right? And the whole thing was, well, let's wait till they, they go against some quality teams. All right, they got really up for the Philadelphia Eagles game, took care of business. This was an, this was an opportunity to seal that deal, right? Even though the Buffalo Bills have been struggling, they're a hot trending team. Obviously, we saw that mm-hmm. from the results of that game, but... It was such an opportunity for the team, for the franchise, for those players to come out and say, hey, we're, we're to be taken serious. We've only continued to get better, and we are the biggest threat to the San Francisco 49ers. And they did the complete opposite of that. Everybody that we expected to show up did not show up, including the coaching staff. Kansas City Chiefs have been uneven all season long. Mm-hmm. And up until the last couple of weeks, they have found ways to win mostly despite this uneven play. Um, but how concerned are you right now about the Chiefs wide receiver room <laughs> and yeah. the ability of that room to take them on a playoff run? Man, I, I am extremely concerned because one play will get you beat. You know, you, 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 get, you got away with it in certain games. Other games that we saw, it was your, you know, uh, Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, my question is for these problems to persist. Now I feel like I don't want to say the leadership isn't there, but that's a big part of it. It is. These yep. players can catch the ball. They can hang on to the ball. These players can, you know, know the snap count. They can line up on side. These are very easy, routine things for professionals. But there is a process that comes along that you cannot get bored with, mm-hmm. that you have to commit to throughout the week to make sure that your craft, you are at your best. And unless you don't have somebody there coaching you through that, telling you that from the wide receiver leadership perspective, like who is the receiver coach? They don't have any vets in the room because no. they elected not to sign one in the offseason. Odell Beckham was too expensive for them. They didn't want DeAndre Hopkins. He was a little old for what he was asking, right? And well, now... Everybody is looking at your team, and the one hole, you have an incredible defense. You still have the best quarterback in football. You have Travis Kelsey. Your offensive line has been great, but your hole is a glaring one, right? and it's one you decided not to invest in. We had this question about 20 minutes ago about the Achilles heel for every contender in the NFC. We couldn't find one when it came to the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. If you know of one, what yeah. is it? <laughs> I would say like they're one of those. They're a health team, and that's how you know you're at the you know creme de la creme <laughs> health. Just be just stay healthy, and right. I, I will put the Ravens in there too. Oh sure, I, I, you know it's like hey, if you stay healthy, and even the Ravens, they you know they've lost multiple running backs. Yeah, Keith Mitchell, year. who was really yeah. really good for them. Mitchell, J.K. Dobbins, like if they are at full strength, they really don't have any holes. And the 49ers are now definitely in that bucket. We see when Debo Samuel goes out, the effect it has on that offense. And it is an effect because you have to account for him in every way. If they can stay healthy, they're going to be in the Super Bowl in Vegas. All right. uh, Somebody comes in the house and says, I'm I'm going to harm your dog unless you answer (laughs) this one for me. Who's the best team in the NFL, the 49ers Uh, or the Ravens? The best team in the NFL – is the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, I know that's the boring pick, but it's nope. what we just talked about. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're the best team. Now, does that mean I think they're going to win on Monday? I can't necessarily say that. Sure. Because, I, you know, I, I think that it is, is we've seen them go against every offense and defensively, and they have it. When you face Lamar Jackson, it's a different speed. It is a different getup. It takes adjusting. It is when you're going to sack him. It's it's <laughs> not like going to sack Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. You know this is a different. It's going to be an adjustment. Now my question is, is that defense ready for that kind of dynamic player? Right. Um, but I do think top to bottom they're, they're the best team in the NFL. How close are the Ravens? Real quick. I think they're close. Okay. I think they're close. I think next game will give us a a, a big test. If you look at the Ravens, even in their losses, they look like a good team. When even they're bad, they're not getting blown out no, by not. teams. If they, right? they can make the case that they could be the only undefeated team in the NFL. Absolutely. And even when they like aren't playing well, they still win. Yeah. Like we haven't even seen them play their their best. And they're not fully relying on Lamar Jackson for W. So I think their floor is the highest of any team. Okay. Great stuff. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL Ounce, like we mentioned, we talked to him each and every Tuesday. At this time, there's a great job on Twitter. Hawk, hit him up anytime you want. He joined Chad Brown and Freddie Coleman in studio on Freddie and Harry. Have a great week. Have a good holiday with your family, Hawk, and good to talk to you, my man. Likewise. Appreciate you guys having me. Outstanding stuff. No, no doubt about it. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us in studio. We stay on the NFL tip when it comes to Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. And how much longer could both of those guys be coaches together in the NFL? Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Here's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Appreciate you joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Highly unlikely that we're going to have an NFL next year with no Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin on the sidelines. You're going to hear what Bill Belichick had to say about the noise surrounding maybe his exit after this year when it comes to the Patriots, when it comes to Mike Tomlin. Dominique Foxworth, Anscape senior NFL writer, when he was on Get Up, he discussed the unthinkable, the unfathomable that Mike Tomlin could be on the hot seat as Steelers head coach. Maybe his seat is getting warm there. To me, Mike Tomlin is like a single dad who's working multiple jobs <laughs> to, to make Christmas work for you every year. And every year, all of a sudden, you got that Nintendo under the tree. And then one year, he decides not to buy you a brand new Nintendo. And all the fans are like, but this is terrible. I've come to expect certain things from you, dad. And let's get on the hot seat. I want a new dad. It's just absurd to me. It's <laughs> to me that he's been, over, he's been overachieving yes. with this team for years now. And the one year where he probably is achieving about what we expect from this uh, team, right, that's set up the way this team is, and now everyone's upset, like he's lost the locker room. It seems absurd. Absurd is a good word from Dominique Foxworth. That doesn't mean that a potential cannot be there, that they believe his message is not getting through, that the students can make a decision. I don't think the Steelers are going to do anything when it comes to Mike Tomlin. I think it's just completely inconceivable that he's not going to be in that sidelines. If anybody is going to move on from Mike Tomlin, it's going to be Mike Tomlin. And he has no desire to do that, Chad, anytime soon or even anytime later. No. Now, I understand where these calls for Mike Tomlin's head are are, are coming from. Mm -hmm. There's a lack of recent playoff success. There's, There's no doubt about that. The record is what it is. There seems to be a slipping of the standard for a guy who came up with the phrase the standard is the standard mm-hmm. to let George Pickens and Deontay Johnson yes. have multiple instances of just complete lack of effort and not being dialed in to football plays while they're on the field while their teammates are giving incredible effort that's the standard is slipped you know you retain 
Matt Canada, and it was clear that was not working out. So there's all this, you know, stuff that you can point to. But, you know, lost in all that is the incredible loyalty and faith of the Rooney family when it comes to their head coaches, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin. Three coaches since 1969. And it's not going to change after this year. The Rooneys are not suddenly going to turn into the Cleveland Browns and <laughs> hire seven coaches in nine years, whatever the Cleveland Browns did or are going to do. That's not how the Pittsburgh Steelers operate. I was a part of that organization. That's not how they work. They look long-term. They look they look deep. They don't look shallow. Yeah. And while these things are certainly things that need to be addressed, some of these things I just talked about, uh, believe me, Mike Tomlin will get after them in the offseason. Uh, the Rooney family will ensure that that's going to happen. And and there will be a, a patient outlook from the ownership that will allow Mike Tomlin the opportunity to dig himself out of a little bit of a hole right. that the Steelers are in here. Well, if you believe in Kenny Pickett, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you got to find a better backup quarterback. You cannot go into a season ever again with Mitchell Trubisky or Mason Rudolph as your, black, as your backup quarterback. You want to make Mason Rudolph your third quarterback, he's going to have a chance to start this week, fine. But if Kenny Pickett is not the answer, you got to find a quality backup. If he's not going to play the 17 games because either he's injured or he's not the answer. you got to find a better backup quarterback if you don't got to get a different offense coordinator. They may have to wind up doing that as well, Chad, because even though the offense was supposed to look better, it really hasn't. If you're going to start over, you got to just start over with somebody that understands the NFL in the 21st century. You can still run the football, but you can be a dynamic offense because it seems that everybody else in their division has that. The Bengals have it, even without Joe Burrow. The Cleveland Browns has had it through four different quarterbacks. And we know the Baltimore Ravens have it, with Lamar Jackson putting weapons around him. Well, you don't have that kind of dynamic offense in your own division, and you're unwilling to make some adjustments to it, then you're going to get people calling for your neck. If you're Mike Tomlin, as far as, man, we need to move on from him and get somebody else, despite the fact he's never had a losing season. Something that Bill Belichick never thought in the millions he'd go through. And now he's going through that in New England. And we're going to get to the strangest thing about a potential final year with Bill Belichick. But when he was on the Greg Hill Show in WEEI Boston, he talked the frustration of the noise in the media. And does he still have the support of the guy paying his check? I mean, I'll sit around and listen to and read and listen to talk radio and mm-hmm. read stuff every day. So I'm, I'm going to do what I do. And that's prepare the team to get ready for Denver. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I think any questions you have for Mr. Kraft, you should ask Mr. Kraft. Is this a place that you want to be long-term, if it were up to you? Yeah, I'm not getting into the past, the future, or anything else. Get ready for Denver this week. Bill Belichick is so good. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what you think, you may catch him slipping. Nah, he's slipping and falling. He's not going to be worried about getting up. But according to Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider, he says the contract that he signed, that lucrative extension, only covered this year and next year. So Robert Kraft wants to move on from him. That contract does not have enough years where if he decides to do that, could keep him from doing so no matter what he decides. And I firmly believe, Chad, Robert Kraft has made up his mind. He's not going to let anybody know what he's going to do until once the sorry season is over. I'm so curious about this, this contract deal because mm-hmm. it was reported in October of this year. Yep. So how does the contract extension take care of this year mm-hmm. and next year if it was signed this year during the season? Yeah, exactly. So, so I got a few questions about all of that, um, but again, I've been a part of that Patriots organization. The I think the trust between Kraft and Belichick is real and extensive. They've been yeah. through Spygate, they've been through Deflategate, they've been through all kind of craziness, and they've always emerged on the other side with smiles on their faces. I think Belichick will get an opportunity to do that again next year. Whether it's there or somewhere, I don't think Bill Belichick will not be on a sideline in twenty twenty four. 
but we'll see. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I'm Freddie and Harry. And lost in the Eagles' commitment was a great performance by the backup quarterback in Seattle. Hear what he said about that next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.